Welcome back to Movie Sim Podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Lynn. <laughs> and this is episode 11. This is going to be kind of like going off of last week's episode. We thought this would be a good topic. And it's going to be fetishization. <laughs> the long-awaited fetishization episode yes, that we've been I'm- talking about forever. Yeah, I'm sorry if I stumble on that word. I don't know why I can't pronounce it. Like, it's properly. a lot of uh, consonants together. Yeah, <laughs> so don't it worry. Is. <laughs> so, Lynn, I'm going to kick it off to you because you wanted to talk about um, something specific, right, regarding this? Yeah, I wanted to start off, and I think I mentioned it in passing in another episode. It might have been, honestly, I don't remember which one. But it was kind of focused on people who have mixed babies or like mm-hmm. kind of that obsession with mixed babies, you know? Yeah. Like there's this weird thing that happens and I've seen it. People post it a lot on social media where there's like specifically white women. They go and want to go date men of color, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because they want to have mixed babies. It's all over TikTok and it's, you know, short videos like that where they're like, oh my God, I want a mixed baby with like tan skin and light eyes and like curly hair, like the light brown or dark brown hair, like depending on who, or like they want someone who looks Asian with, you know, blonde hair with the Asian eye shape, the almond shape, Mm -hmm. but with like blue eyes or something like Right. Completely ignoring how genetics work, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that you can have multiple children and they all can either look pretty similar to each other or, you know, look completely different. Like one child can be lighter skinned and the other can be so like white passing versus POC passing. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, because that's how genetics works. You have no control over it. But they, like, want to make these designer babies, and it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, we did talk about this, and I remember I said, and I still stand by this comment, if you want to do something like that, seriously, just go play The Sims. Because (laughs) that's what you can do in there, and you can, like, craft these, like, defy genetics, (laughs) and um, craft these superhumans that are beautiful and what you want them to look like. If that's what you want to do, then go to the sims don't do that in real life and also don't like choose someone just based on their features yeah and then it's really deceiving too because they might think that they're that you are choosing them because you actually love them for everything like for everything that they are but then mm-hmm. really your ulterior motive is like that you just want to have mixed children and that's really unfair to them yeah, or even just the novelty of, like, ooh, I want to date them because they're X race and stuff like that. Like, some people yeah. have that mindset, which is really gross. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. It's really sad to see people, like, oh, you know, they're talking about things they like about them, and it's all things that are just very obviously related to their race. So they're just, like, obsessed with the fact that their partner is of a certain race. Yeah. And this isn't even just for POC. This is like, it can go the other way too. Yeah. I've seen like 
I think in TV shows where, or maybe in real life too, I can't recall, but where people are like, oh, I've ne- never dated an, an ex, meaning like insert the race or ethnicity type. Like I've never dated, people would say like, I've never dated an Asian or I've never dated a Hispanic person or like, you know, I've seen people say that in like TV shows and I'm like, what the heck? That's No, really that happens weird. in like, real life. Yeah. Is this like a checklist? Like a do before you die like what are you doing <laughs> yeah no i've seen i've heard of people they like go on a date with someone and that person goes like oh i've never dated like an asian before you're my first and i'm like ew so gross That's what is really the, why has anyone why? ever said that to you i think i've had people say like you're the first like mixed person i've dated before but if you think about it what would you say that to anyone that was like <laughs> your own race like say someone who's white was uh-huh. going on a date with someone who was white and it was the first white person they've dated just like in general right would you say to that person of your same race oh, i've never dated like a white girl before it's always like of someone who's not your own race that they say it to it just i think it would be weird whether you're dating within or out of your race like i think oh yeah it's weird no matter what say. But it's kind of a double whammy for us because people are going to say, I've never dated someone who was half Japanese or half Vietnamese before. Yeah, that's just like, (laughs) I'm waiting for the, oh, you're so exotic comment, you know? Like, oh, please. Let's just not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's gross. Yeah, I don't think, I'm trying to think, I don't think anybody has said that to me. Maybe I blocked it out of my memory, but... Um, I would have. <laughs> yeah, nobody said that to me, like, explicitly. I mean, maybe they were thinking it, or um, they've said it in, like, a different way. But, I think yeah. it comes more in the form of... It comes, like, in other comments where someone will... They won't say it specifically about, you know, oh, I've never dated someone who is, you know, mixed or whatever... But they can, they would also like constantly point it out or point out things about you that they think like have to do with that or like try to guess. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or try to hint at the fact that like, they know that you're mixed, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, with you and your significant other? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had people just, like, randomly say that you're going to have really cute babies? Yeah, I mean, I have. I have, And it's come from, like, close friends. Not really from strangers, thank goodness. It's mm-hmm. come from close friends who they're like, okay, you're going to have, like, really beautiful children. And I don't think they meant it in, like, a in like a fetishization way like I don't Mm -hmm. think they meant it in like a oh my gosh mixed children you're gonna have the best mixed kids I think it's like I think the way they meant it is like they think that we're a good match for each other and that Mm -hmm. we will be like good parents if that makes sense and so we'll have good kids that will also be like cute I don't know (laughs) I know I I know what you mean yeah there is like this weird thing about people though that they'll tell mixed like interracial couples like mm-hmm. unsolicited strangers will tell interracial couples like online or in person 
you're gonna have like to the couple no matter like if they're dating or getting ready to be married or like they they don't even know them or like where in the stage they are but they'll be like you you guys would have such cute babies like what kind Mm -hmm. of comments yeah from a stranger that's weird to me like also people have like this weird obsession with having like we were saying like with having mixed kids Mm-hmm. but like what does that say to other kids too like well first of all it makes mi- a lot of mixed kids like it might it, there's like a rare chance it might get to their head like where they think they're hot shit <laughs> uh, yeah because I know some people that are just like oh you know I'm so hot and it's because I'm mixed and I'm just Ew. like yeah it's it's that's weird. gross but then like if you're like that and I think we mentioned it before, if you don't look like the perfect mixed person to people, like, their idea of a mixed person, mm-hmm. like, what does that say to you? Like, are you not also, like, a beautiful baby and stuff like that? Like, people will say that, like, they want, people will say, like, oh, I hope your baby has a certain mm-hmm. a certain feature, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, what if they don't? Are they going to not be the same baby to you? My relative has a really good blog called Truth Mom Blog. And so she has a biracial baby who's um, mixed. Like, she's white and her husband is black. Mm -hmm. And she talks about this a little bit where even she calls out family members, too, which, like, good on her for speaking up, you know. Yeah, where she talks about how people would come up to her and say, "Try to look for like because her I think her eyes are blue, but like obviously that's like a recessive trait, and it's like ninety nine percent guaranteed that his eyes would have been brown, like her her baby's eyes. Mm-hmm. And people were like looking for flecks of blue and like eye color changes when he's young, and like looking at his skin tone and saying like, "Oh, he's getting darker. Oh, he's like." Oh, his hair texture is so cute and stuff like that. Like, they're so obsessed with these features of her baby just because he's mixed, you know? Yeah. And they would say, oh, I hope he has, like, your blue eyes. Or It's really weird stuff tied specifically to being mixed, you know? Like, they hope for certain features to be, like, perfectly mixed. And and she puts it really well on a post of hers where it's like, my baby's gonna be beautiful no matter what like why are you trying to impose these things on a baby don't say stuff like that um yeah it's just not cool yeah I mean it's just kind of this is (laughs) the point of our episode you know like people there's still a lot of people around even within our own families that still believe that you know like who, who 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 still think like that like oh I hope whatever feature yeah yeah, you know, like, it's just, let's hope that the baby is, like, happy and healthy. And you know that the parents are going to love the baby and think that it's beautiful no matter what. Mm-hmm. So let's not just impose these expectations that have nothing to do with you anyway. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody has any control over them. <laughs> so I don't exactly. know why people even mention them. Yeah, it's just really, like, hurtful. Yeah, I'll link it if I find it. There's this TikTok that I saw. It was this white lady who married a man who is, I think he was from Central or, no, sorry, South America. Like, he was Peruvian. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, you know, her kids. That one, she was saying, like, she called her kid, the first kid by her name. 
mm-hmm. and talked about, oh, she, you know, she has this beautiful tan skin and like these light colored eyes and like dark hair and stuff like that. And then she talked about her second child, didn't mm-hmm. even call her second child by her name, just said, and her sister, like it's not even her child. And because her her child was lighter skinned Mm -hmm. and looked more white passing, she was like, and it was the way she was saying it, where basically she, it was very clear she was talking about this baby, her second child that was white passing as lesser than her child that was, that had obvious mixed features. And like, this is your baby, you know, like this is, it's really. You shouldn't be a parent. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, you shouldn't be not, and I can't really speak a lot on parenting because I'm not a parent yet. In my opinion, you shouldn't be a parent if you're not going to love your child no matter what. Um, right. Because it was just a really weird yeah, thing well, to the see. The child probably <laughs> will or already does. If they don't yet, they eventually will feel like they aren't going to live up to their mother's expectations and they could probably already feel how she doesn't really view them as as beautiful maybe Mm -hmm. or like they don't feel that they're valued as much as their sibling and that's really toxic yeah and that can really like mess them up exactly I almost forgot there was one thing I wanted to mention about like people treating like their kids like that or like wanting designer babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> My, <laughs> it's so like even weird to say because I don't even know how to mm-hmm. say it seriously. But he was a hundred percent serious about this. So someone mm-hmm. I dated for a while, <laughs> he he was mm-hmm. monoracial, <laughs> and he was um he wasn't white, right? He wasn't from the U.S. He was from another country where it's, like, very highly Mm -hmm. homogenous. So I was the first person he dated who wasn't, like, from his country and, like, obviously Mm -hmm. was mixed race, right? And one time he just straight up told me, like, when I get older, I want all my grandchildren to be, like, one of each race. Um... And I I didn't know how to (laughs) respond he was like made it sound like he was like yeah I want to have like four different kids and each of them can have kids with someone else from another race and I want like if that's one the reason you want children then you are in it for the wrong reasons <laughs> I had no idea how to respond to that yeah it's a no from me dog <laughs> well the first problem literally the first problem is he knew I like am like not sure if I want children mm-hmm. or not he already knew that and he was still talking about like grandchildren. Uh. <laughs> we, and at the time, we were also like right. 21. And so I was like, how am I supposed to respond to this? That's so weird <laughs> and bizarre. I also had like definitely talked to him before about, you know, things we talk about on the podcast and how like weird it is to be you know, objectified or fetishized mm-hmm. for being mixed. And then he just comes out and says this to me one wow. day. <laughs> Where he's like, you know, I think we were talking about like what like what we would do when uh-huh. we're old as like as people. Like not even necessarily if we were together, but he was like, Yeah, I want a bunch of grandchildren. I want like one that was like each race so I can say, Oh, I have this, 
you know, granddaughter, grandson, whatever. And I just like talk about planning your life ahead, but like also with ridiculous expectations (laughs) that probably are not going to (laughs) happen. PSA, that's definitely a red flag. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For so many reasons. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Anyway. All right. I think that's pretty much all we have to say about uh, babies. Let's move to uh, Mm -hmm. our current lives as mixed individuals. We should talk about fetishization of, you know, us. Yes, because we've definitely (laughs) felt, you know... Fetish size, fetish size, fetish size. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we touched on a little bit where we were talking about people, um, you know, saying like, oh, mm-hmm. I've never dated an Asian mm-hmm. girl or stuff like that. Um, personally, I feel like I've had, it's really weird, the different dynamic that like girls and guys will say to you, like as a mixed person, if they're monoracial. Yeah. Most of girls will say to you, I wish I was mixed, like you. <laughs> yeah. I've had so many people say that to me. Have you had people say that to you? Yeah, I have. Where they're like, I wish you, I wish I was mixed. And I'll be like, no, Oh my you gosh, do not. I just thought of something like that triggered a memory. <laughs> it's not about a girl saying that, but like this guy asked me what my mix was. And of course, and on a very common uh-huh. question. Um, how original, but so I was like, yeah, I'm half Norwegian, half Japanese, and he was like, oh my god, that's such a beautiful mix, and I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know why, but I'm like extremely disgusted right now by you as a human. <laughs> and this was on like, well, when you say that, you imply that there's like the a thing as a not yeah, beautiful mix. Yeah, but he was like, the way he said it too, and this was like on a school bus. And, like, yeah, this was, like... Ew. Yeah, this was, That's, like, like, ten times grosser. And, yeah, this guy, like, had a crush on me. He was... He wanted to know my mix. I told him. And then, like, the way he responded was just... It... Yeah. I don't know. Fetish... Fetishization, for sure. Like, that's what it felt like. It, it felt like an... I felt kind of like an object. Mm-hmm. It was gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that is gross. <laughs> I've got more stories, but we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, people saying to you, like, for me personally, it's been mostly girl, like, other women that will say, like, oh, I wish I was mixed. But what they mean by that is they just want certain, yeah. like, body features, but obviously yeah, not all the you don't want to be. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> once you see what happens. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, it's either that or they'll say, like, oh, I hope my kids, like, I want mixed kids and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just like, I've definitely heard people say that. I've, I've definitely heard girls say that to me, too. Like, oh, I wish I was mixed. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this a compliment? Because it's not. <laughs> and then the thing from men is, like, either the mm-hmm. gross dating thing. Or just, like, them openly admitting that they have... Has anyone done that? (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. not directly to me. They've never, like, said, like, you know, like, I love mixed girls, like, and stuff like that. Like, I've never had anyone say that directly Mm -hmm. to me. But 
I don't know. There's also, but I have had the thing happen where people will say, I almost want to call it like, they think you're a safe version to date. So like in in our case, like if someone's mm-hmm. like a monoracial Asian guy and if they've like, oh, you're not too white or you're not right. too Asian, like from anybody, like you're like a yeah. watered down version of both. So <laughs> you're like a safe choice. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but it like, I think you understand like the concept I'm getting at where they think you're like a safe choice because you're not too something. <laughs> Which is, like, Jeez, also very yeah, stupid. I, I don't know why. I just, like, thought of, like, <laughs> the shittiest light beer I've ever had. And it's, like, comparing ourselves to that. <laughs> they don't want to have the strong beer. So, yeah. They don't want to have the strong beer, beer. So they're going for the Kirkland light. Which is us. <laughs> 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 but we're not Kirkland light. We're, we're top tier beer. <laughs> we're that specialty craft beer. We're top shelf. Yeah. Uh, anyway (laughs) that's just that's what it it, to me it just like it's it's it goes hand in hand with uh uh, objectifying people Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like i mean you just feel like this big thing is stamped on your forehead mixed and yeah that's why and it's like why does that matter yeah it shouldn't what would it matter if we were you know monoracial like what's the point of that like it's so it's obviously very tied to us being biracial you know Mm -hmm. as much as you want to say it's not it is yeah have you had any gross encounters with men because of being mixed (laughs) (laughs) have i (laughs) (laughs) or not have you Please share at least one. <laughs> I, I wanted to share. I think I had at least. Oh, wait. I have like two. So the first one I'll share is like actually like. It's a short encounter that I had. Another one's like a long, long term one. So <laughs> I went to I went to Japan one summer and I met up with a friend in we went to this club in Tokyo, and when we went there, okay, mind you, she's she was she was also half too, um, but she was more Asian passive, mm-hmm. but um, a different half than me. But I won't say because mm-hmm. that's just personal information that I won't share. But so we went to this club, and then we saw these um, like Japanese businessmen, and they were like all kind of like lined up, like just looking at the women walking into this club, like in the entrance. And it was just like freaking me out, but I was like, whatever, I don't give a shit, you know, like I'm not gonna interact with these gross people. <laughs> but the thing is, I know Japanese, <laughs> and they don't say, I think they thought that I didn't know. So they were just speaking very loudly and openly and not like trying to hide what they were saying. And yeah. so, because um, there were a lot of like different, it wasn't just Japanese people at this club. Clearly, like it mm-hmm. was, you know, there were some people like me and my friend. And then there was um, like um, some British people. Like it was just like a, a wide variety of ethnicities. A lot of gaijin. Yes, a lot of gaijins. <laughs> a lot of foreigners. That's what that means. Um, so there are a lot of, yes, gaijins in the club. But they were like pointing at these women and they were like, 
oh, in Japanese. And they were like, oh, no, no, this, this one, this one. And then they were like, you know, trying to like point out basically like their target for the night. Like who they wanted to pursue. (laughs) For lack of a better term. Ew. Yeah. And then they like saw me and then they saw they they saw me and my friend and they were like oh no no this one like these this one this one this one this one and it was just like disgusting like it was clear that they like totally disregarded like anybody who came in before and then they like they were like oh no these were these women and it felt like it was fetishization because we were mixed me and my friend like i said um but they could tell that we were like mixed with asian i think and so Mm. like they were attracted to that and yeah i I don't know like it's hard to describe because you kind of had to like be there in the moment or if you felt if that's happened to you then you would know what i felt like but like Mm -hmm. it was obvious like objectifying women you know by like just choosing them like their objects to like use and then like all of a sudden, like, their tone, like, changed once me and my friend walked by them. Like, it was just a complete change. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. one's pretty, that one's pretty. And there, then all of a sudden, it was like, no, these bitches. <laughs> and it, it was just really disgusting. Yeah, that sounds really gross. And, you know, this, like, happens to women in general, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe not as explicit. And, like, I think they were being that explicit, like I said, because they didn't think that I knew Japanese. But I looked at them, and I think I said something back to them. I don't remember. But, <laughs> yeah, I it's just, yeah, really gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably, like, the worst encounter I have had with fetishization. Quick side note, are clubs in Japan, like, anything like clubs here? Um... I will honestly I like the clubs here better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I <laughs> I went to the, so I did go to the club in China. Mhm. How was it? <laughs> it's very different because no one's dancing. Yeah. Like they also, hire okay, they hire like these foreigners to go dance like dude, on, like in clubs okay. or on the table to get locals to dance yeah so like a lot of times me and my friends were the only ones dancing and then people would like kind of loosen up and join in but it's like a lot of people standing around with their friends yeah that's literally the exact same thing it must yeah it must be some kind of thing in asia i don't know maybe not Mm -hmm. though i've never i haven't really been to a lot of asian countries but Mm -hmm. yeah it was the same thing for me it was just like they hired these go-go dancing girls and they would like come out at weird times and try to get people to dance on the dance floor. Yeah. And it would literally just be me and my friend dancing and then like men trying to like come up and dance with yeah. the go-go girls and then like us. And it was just mm-hmm. really strange like no one would want to dance. Like I like dancing, so I prefer going to the clubs in America cuz everyone dances. It's yeah. just like a lot Even more if you fun. can't dance. Yeah. I mean, you and you and I <laughs> neither of us can dance yes we can't dance but we have great dance moves oh yeah (laughs) I finger dance so hard in the club (laughs) but I also just wanted to ask like because for me 
I think there's it's a little bit difficult to talk about being mixed in an Asian context, but like in the sense of when the country is very homogenous. Mm-hmm. So like it was very so like when I was in China, even though I'm not Chinese, mm-hmm. so it's like you know very homogenous there. So a lot of my when I was there because I was there studying, a lot of my classmates who were like fully white American would get you know stared at and like people would try to take pictures with them or of them yeah um they try to be discreet but they're not actually that discreet (laughs) when they take pictures of you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like a whole other level if they like know that you're mixed I feel like Mm -hmm. like and it's almost because it's a novelty but it's like a different kind of fetishization yeah (laughs) you know and I feel like when a lot of people in Asia think of mixed, they think of, like, white and Asian, right? Yeah. Like, and we talked about that in our episode with Michael, that, like, when people think mixed, they just think white and Asian. No other mix exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, like, this kind of obsession with, like, either looking half or, you know, trying to finding people that are like that you know because I feel like there's I know in China there's a couple celebrities who are um mixed but like obviously they grew up there because they can like speak Mandarin and stuff so they're like able to be on TV mm-hmm. and whatnot but it's just like and I think I've seen that partially in some Korean TV shows and Japanese TV shows but they're just kind of like a spectacle as part of the show mm-hmm where, like, if you're mixed, like, it's like, haha, look at this person that looks foreign, but they're actually just like us, you know? Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, I've seen it in a couple of Korean TV shows where they'll have, like, foreigners or even, like, fully non-Korean foreigners mm-hmm. or, like, people who are mixed, and they'll, like, come onto the show, and then people will be like, you know, wow, listen to their Korean, they sound so good, <laughs> or, like, wow. You know, and it's like, well, you're mixed, and they're like, yeah, they grew up in, like, Korea and stuff like that, so their Korean's really good, and they just, like, expect them to be bad. hmm You know, it's, it's like, a different kind of obsession yeah. with them, which is also, like, weird. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I don't think I've ever seen, like, well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, if I've seen, like, TV shows like that in, in, in Japan. I listened to someone's podcast who used, who is, like, a foreigner, so, like, an American that lived in Japan for, like, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a couple friends who were also foreigners, and he said a lot of people get on, not necessarily mixed people, but a lot of people get on TV shows and get, like, gigs like that for just being foreign and being, like, the punchline in a TV show just because they're foreign. Mm-hmm stuff like something he said something of like that mm. in his show but it's like really easy to he said it like gets tiring because you're just like the gag is just the fact that you're a foreigner that speaks Japanese and lives there mm-hmm. wow <laughs> so yeah I don't know hopefully that is changing yeah as like globalization especially like in because Japan's kind of allowing a lot more immigrants right mm-hmm, they are nowadays. yeah they've got like this birth social security crisis going on right now i'm sure a lot of people know about this but yeah they're letting a lot of immigrants in right now because of they basically their society is dying and like oh it's to like offset the 
diminishing birth rate. Right? Yeah, like there's not a lot of new babies coming into the world in Japan, mm-hmm. and it's causing a really big problem with social security and you know just taking care of the elderly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go into that for <laughs> a lot of reasons, um, <laughs> and there's like a lot of factors that go into that. But there's a lot of immigrants. Yeah, in Japan right now. But back to this, but I feel like that happens even here for me personally, because I'm pretty, I'm around quite a few Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of older people, you know, they don't know a lot of people my age, obviously, who are like mixed. Like, I, I think I've talked about that before, too. Like a lot of young kids mm-hmm. and babies now are mixed with Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but not too many my age. So a lot of people will think that uh, my mom and I are like friends or sisters for some reason and not like mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. That is weird. <laughs> and then when they, yeah, it's weird. And then when they find out I'm mixed, they start like, you know, asking a lot of questions and like looking at my face. And then, then they'll say that like, I'm pretty just like after the fact that the switch was turned on that I'm mixed. Mm-hmm then they'll be like wow she's so pretty and like talking and then asking my mom a lot of questions about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of like first of all instead of asking me directly right but honestly I can't really respond to them in Vietnamese anyway so I'm kind (laughs) of glad they ask my mom (laughs) so you're just standing there like hello yes I'm the subject yeah but I can understand Mm -hmm. like I can understand what they're asking so I'll just like nod along (laughs) yeah for the most part Mm -hmm. like they'll ask my mom you know how old I am like oh so her dad's white like oh you know no wonder she looks like that but wow she knows how to like on she understands wow or like wow she can you know so I wear like um a jade bracelet which is pretty common for like Vietnamese women Mm -hmm. and they're like wow she even wears that or like wow she you know Basically, they're, like, surprised I participate in Vietnamese culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm literally sitting there with my Vietnamese mother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, like, it's a different kind of beast, I feel like, to talk about that. Yeah. From people who aren't, like, non-American issues. It's a different kind of fetishization. Yeah. I've definitely experienced the same thing, too, where people are like, oh, wow you like Japanese food? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of grew up there for like nine years. (laughs) Um, And my mom's Japanese. So (laughs) Um, it's just like sometimes, yeah, so the exact same thing that you're saying, there's like surprise. Mm -hmm. And then they like love it, love me even more. Yeah, but it's like they love you because you're like a spectacle of being mixed and liking, you know, your own culture. Yeah. Which is weird yeah but it goes back to that thing that was like you know the agency was like a completely white person mm-hmm. and then like white people see you as like an asian person mm-hmm. you know yeah exactly yeah that's basically what it is like they're seeing you as someone who's like not a part of the culture at all mm-hmm. yeah and that's why they're so amazed yeah they're so surprised <laughs> and then like they like you even more because mm-hmm. you're participating in it in your own culture. Yeah. <laughs> That's why sometimes I like don't know how to respond to those things and I'll kind of I think they can tell I get annoyed. Mm-hmm. 
when people ask me like oh so you like you do know Vietnamese food or like stuff like I'm like yes I am after all Vietnamese (laughs) (laughs) yeah or like it's a little bit weird like yes I did grow up you know with a Vietnamese family or like even on the other side they're like do you would like if like white people ask me have you ever you know been here done this and I'm like yes I grew up here mm-hmm. I also know how to eat apple pie mm-hmm. <laughs> get out oh my god <laughs> but it's just like you know it's the whole thing where they treat you as the other when you're yeah. actually like a participant of both yes exactly but <laughs> you don't always get treated that way I also yeah you know I'm thinking about it they like you more like for us for example because we were very mm-hmm. close with our Asian sides mm-hmm. so yeah people like us more when we say like oh we like Japanese or Vietnamese food or we yeah have participated in these cultural events you know but I'm thinking it's like we're something special yeah and like we're just like anyone else that grew up with the culture yeah but I'm like thinking about people who are like like I have a friend who's half one of my Mm -hmm. best friends and she doesn't know a lot about Mm -hmm. her like she knows enough but like she doesn't know like a lot like I do Mm -hmm. or like we do with our um Asian sides and mm-hmm. it's like making like some like a comment like that would make them feel like they're less whatever half yeah. they are and like that's not okay either because they yeah, should like they're less than yeah and we're more than like no yeah that's not mm-hmm. that's not okay yeah and excluding people actually and othering yeah i was just thinking about that cuz i was like that would be really unfair if somebody like asked her or, like, said to her, oh, you don't, like, or you don't know about this? Yeah, I mean, no matter on what part of the spectrum you are, like, you're mixed and you grow up in the, like, in our case, like, growing up in Vietnam or Japan or, you know, some as someone on the complete opposite side where they just don't have any connection at all, it doesn't make you more or less biracial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, your level of participation in the culture doesn't really change how other people are going to perceive you either in in, in a first impression and mm-hmm. then them finding out you don't you do or don't participate at a certain level or like had the chance to participate or anything like that people obviously perceive you differently once they in the first impression and then once they find out more information you know it's mm-hmm. like no one's more or less biracial than than yeah another yeah that's gross like (laughs) yeah like your 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 friend Mm -hmm. is not more american than you not less japanese than you Mm -hmm. it's yeah i don't know because people use that same argument to lessen mixed people with people who are monoracial that participate in the culture but there's Mm -hmm. also monoracial people that you know live here that don't know too much about their parents' culture, just just mm-hmm. the circumstance of how they were raised, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make them more or less, like, in our case, Asian. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, the concept of, like, a whitewashed Asian is pretty common. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe they've never, their parents didn't enforce, 
like some other parents are pretty strict about especially like with language that's like a really big deal for a lot of people is like language retention Mm -hmm. knowing or not knowing doesn't really make you more or less I feel like participating in certain traditions doesn't make you better a better quote-unquote Asian than someone else who doesn't participate you know Mm -hmm. like that's it's so stupid yeah that really is I'm just, like, thinking about it. It's, like, crazy. Yeah, it's, like, what? I don't know why people are trying to one-up each other on that, but... <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, my gosh. Especially when they try to compare, like, monoracial people to biracial people. It's weird when monoracial people say to someone like us, so, like, for, in our case, Asians will be, like, wow, you're more Asian than me. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, yeah. especially for someone someone like you who, you know, speaks Japanese and lived in Japan, has been to Japan. Mm-hmm. And then I've had people say that to me, too, just because I, you know, do a lot of, participate in a lot of traditional holidays and, like, uh, go to Vietnamese temple sometimes and eat Vietnamese food. And then they're just like, you're more, you're more Asian than I am. And I'm just like... <laughs> what okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what like we both grew up with in the culture I don't really know what you're trying to say to me about that did you think of me less in that sense you know know what I mean yeah like and like are you thinking of yourself as less because I participate in my own culture like I it's yeah it's not a competition yeah really no like don't (laughs) put yourself down or myself down you know like just calm down (laughs) It's not, yeah, it, yeah, like you said, it's not a competition. It's not who or who is more and who is less. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it really doesn't in that sense. How much you embrace your culture and stuff like that is like your own personal thing. Yeah. Like, it's not anyone's business. No. And you shouldn't um, compare yourself or yeah. others to like anyone. Yeah. I guess, like, one last thing I wanted to say, since it, it kind of popped into my mind while we were talking about, you know, Asian-ness just now, is, like, kind of the reverse fetish of, like, because a lot of people kind of joke about yellow fever, <laughs> so, like, a lot of white guys or, like, weeaboos in general don't, like, want to date Asian. Yeah. Like, either Asian men or Asian women. A lot of people want to date people that look like K-pop stars now just because it's popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, like, the white guys that want to date Asian girls because they have, like, this idea that they're going to be submissive in, like, their little anime. The waifu. (laughs) The waifu, yeah. Yeah. Which is also gross, by the way. (laughs) Yes, I am disgusted by it. (laughs) Yeah, don't date Asian girls just because you think they're going to be a certain way, like, uh, in bed or, like, their demeanor is going to be easy for you to... You can control uh, them or something. You can control them. Exactly. Yeah. But there's also, like, kind of the reverse where a lot of Asian girls, and I feel like Asian guys too, will want to date white men and women. Mm-hmm. And I think, so kind of going back to, you know, K-pop getting really popular, so a lot of girls want to date, like, Korean idol-looking guys. Yeah. There's been so much influence of media on kind of showing, like, every attractive male is, like, a white male or a white woman. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with how a lot of Asians, you know, also end up. I'm not saying, like, everyone who, like, ends up with a white person thinks this way. But, like, we've said media does have a lot of 
influence on people, whether you like to think you are or aren't influenced by it. Mm -hmm. It does have influence. And a lot of, you know, when you're bombarded by that stuff from day one, like you're gonna learn from it that white is, (laughs) white is right. (laughs) Yeah. So there are like Asian people that won't date people that are other people that are Asian because of like perceptions that they've gained um, either from within their own families or by media that they want to that they don't want to you know date other people of other races besides like white people <laughs> yeah I've actually like heard people in college say that yeah and it's crazy to me it's weird it's there's also kind of like this idea in the Asian community that if you're gonna date someone that's not Asian you have to date a white person otherwise like, your parents will flip out yeah ew that is so gross I say if you love someone, it doesn't matter what yeah. they are, you know? Like, just love. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't matter. I'm, it shouldn't matter. Although Maybe we should have, like, a dating episode or something. But yeah, we definitely... We talk about this a little bit. Yeah, we definitely should. I mean, it's, I guess it's, like, the saying goes, love is love. And, like, it shouldn't matter. But I know it does for some families. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's a really fine line between a preference and a fetish. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think for, like, the an easy way to kind of discern it is having a type is okay. Yeah. Unless that type is, like, the only thing you go for, I think. Not, like, the ends up being the only thing you date, but, like, you're looking specifically for someone to fulfill that type in the sense of, like, especially about race, you know? Yeah. Like, and if there's some idea that you have about people of that race that you want to fulfill. Yeah. So, like, a re- the really popular one, I guess, that we're trying to get at is a lot of people will want to date Asian girls just because they're so exotic looking and they're so, they have, like, the idea that they're submissive or just, like, yeah. so unique or whatever. But, like, they don't actually care about them as a person yeah like they want this submissive petite maybe has like an accent and has like a high-pitched voice yeah like all the people that want like waifus yeah basically (laughs) they just want them to act like an anime girl I've seen people like get really upset online because I don't know if you've seen this but there's like a a reddit post that's like this girl saying this girl she's Taiwanese Mm -hmm. like she says in her reddit post she's Taiwanese Mm -hmm. and she's getting like progressively uncomfortable because her boyfriend's asking her to speak Japanese in bed and like cosplay as like an anime girl and stuff like that Uh... (laughs) yeah it was really and she was like I told him I didn't want to do that I was uncomfortable but he's like it but like so that's like uh very clearly a fetish yeah, um, that's like a conversation you need to sit down with your boo, and uh, <laughs> you need to figure that one out. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a fetish. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, if you're fine with that, well, then... I guess it's a, you had two people doing their own thing, and they're both happy. There's like an extent where you leave them alone, but obviously if one person isn't cool with it, like... yeah. I mean, she sounds like she's not cool with it, so I would say, like, that's a no. And, like, it sounds like he's pressuring her. Yeah. It sounds like he's, like, pressuring her to do that, even when she's already expressed that she doesn't want to. And that sounds like a serious conversation needs to be had. Because it sounds like a fetishization and obsession that he has. And that Mm -hmm. could cause some serious problems later on if you're not 
into the same thing, basically. Yeah. It's just don't fetishize people. If you think you have a fetish, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess, like, keep it to yourself. Especially if it's about race. Like, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't objectify people, too. This goes for both men and women. Yeah, of any race. Yes, don't do that. It's not cool. Um, Yeah. I wanted to ask you if there are, like, any specific, like, incidents that have happened to you where somebody's, like, said, oh, they've got yellow fever or, like, you know, some... some... People used to say that about me. That you Um, have yellow fever? Well, that... Well, people used to tell me... They used to say that I wanted to be Korean because I, like... So I've listened to, like, K-pop and stuff like that for, like, over 10 years. So, like, before the really big boom recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I've listened to it since I was, like, 11 or 10, 11 or 12. Like, in that, like, I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a long time. And people used to tell, before it, like, got popular, people were like, oh, you want to be Korean? And, like, you're going to, like, only date Korean guys? And I was like... like people started saying that when I was like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) and like well obviously I'm a linguist now and I've always like kind of been interested about like languages in general so I think that was and I like self-taught myself a little bit about like Korean as a language Mm -hmm. but like I don't know why people suddenly thought that I wanted to be Korean just because I listened to k-pop back then yeah that's weird I never said that I didn't want to be Vietnamese or that I wanted to be Korean. Uh, That's so bizarre. I never specifically said I only wanted to date Korean guys. I was also really young then, so that was a really weird thing to say. I've dated guys of... I've da- Okay, well, I've dated mostly Asian guys, but not all of... Most of them have not been Korean. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had, like, crushes on guys when I was younger and stuff of literally every race. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where they got this idea from, but it made me, like, super suppress the fact that I liked Korean music. And I just, like, stopped telling people that because I hated that idea. And that's why I never went to go learn Korean formally, because even though I was kind of interested in it as a language, I just, like, didn't want to have that label of being obsessed with Koreans mm-hmm. as, like, of Korea being obsessed with Korean people like it was weird I don't know it was I didn't really understand why people thought that just because I was like listening to Korean music and stuff like that yeah so they were like trying to say that you were I was like obsessed with Korean people and wanted to be Korean and like it was weird weird. yeah yeah and I don't know where they got okay there are people like that but I never really gave off those vibes I think like yeah there are there are like weirdos like that like the same kind of weirdos that like want to be Japanese or like try to say they're half Japanese or whatever oh yeah like like the people that aren't and then they like want to move to Japan and find a Japanese wife like whatever Uh, yeah but I've literally never put that information or I hope haven't put that vibe out there that that's what I wanted out of life so I've definitely had people like they used to say that a lot about me but like I don't know it was weird that is weird yeah I mean now it's just it's just funny to think about now because it was just so strange Mm -hmm. and like now there are a ton of people like that because of like how popular um k-pop has become Mm -hmm. and like most of them grow out of it but some of them are like very 
adamant <laughs> about dating a Korean guy that sounds that like has an accent and is like very cute like cutesy or whatever yeah. just because like they're obsessed with these idols that act like that for the camera and aren't like that in real life yeah that's like it just it that's so bizarre to me yeah mm. so yeah what about you um <laughs> what was the question again i don't even remember what i asked i was just like so shocked by what you told me like i think i think it was like has anyone oh fetishize you yeah. Or, yeah. Or the other way around. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever actually specifically said to my face besides that one person kind of like, they were, that one person I said earlier about the babies thing, they were, now that I think back, they also were very, they also said things like, oh, you know, you're not like, because they were from another country, they were like, oh, it's, you know, I can't believe I'm dating an American like, but you're not too American, you know? And I'm just like, what? I don't know why I didn't, I, I don't know why that just like went over my head at that time, but like, I wouldn't let that slide in general, usually. Love, is, I think I was, love is blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but I wouldn't, that's, that's not a cool thing to think about someone that you're trying to date. Yeah, that's really weird. I would be really offended if somebody said that about me yeah i mean we're not together anymore for good reason so <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> i mean the most explicit one was like like i said the one at the club like mm -hmm. that experience that was just so crazy um <laughs> disgusting oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hope this episode was everything people we hyped it up to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy topic and it's hard to talk about. Yeah, it's so. it's un it's uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. it's it's really it sucks. And yeah. it it can be I'm sure it can be traumatizing for some people and like obviously it has been like Maybe not necessarily traumatizing for us, but, like, it's definitely left an impression on our lives. And we can recount, yeah. like, specific memories and, like, experiences from it. Um, I just hope, like, especially since there's... I think I've seen more resources to, like, learn and educate yourself online about issues like this. Especially with, like, the babies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like people saying weird stuff about mixed babies yeah there's a lot more um resources and stuff online on how to how you should handle those kinds of situations like as like for for monoracial people like why that's not really a good a compliment and stuff like that yeah if it's because um, i know it can take it can so come from a good place but it's not necessarily a good thing to say so yeah, yeah. i'm I'm helpful for that. Not helpful for like the scumbags that like fetishize us, but you know. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> gross. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We post every other Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern, and you can catch us on YouTube and anywhere you stream podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.